Wasn't that a beautiful special? Mark, thank you so much uh, for blessing us with your gifts today. Um, again, that song touches my heart so much to uh, the challenge to remember what a holy night this was and what a holy thing God did in giving his one and only son. And truly... Uh, a thought that causes us to fall on our knees and to worship him. So I, I hope throughout all that we've done to this morning so far that you have uh, felt the compulsion to worship God from, from all your heart and soul. Uh, you know, the kids uh, were reminding us um, of one of the great gifts of God. And as we take a moment to light um, the second of our Advent candles, the kids reminded us that this season of the year is about joy. Do you believe that God really is for you? Do you believe that his desire really is for you to have joy? Um, <laughs> I remember uh, years ago when I was here as a youth pastor, uh, one evening, I was uh, wanting just uh, really hungry, and um, I was looking in the refrigerator wanting to find something to eat, and uh, Wanda reminded me that we had some frozen pepperoni pizzas in the, uh, in the freezer, and I opened the freezer, and I was looking at them, and I pretty much eat anything, and started to get one out, and I thought, you know what? I don't really want a pepperoni, frozen pepperoni pizza. What I really want is a steaming hot pepperoni and mushroom pizza, and I was just longing for that, standing there just kind of bemoaning the fact that I was going to be eating this frozen pizza instead of something really good, and our doorbell rang, and so I went to the door, and when I opened it, there was a delivery guy, believe it or not, from Pizza Hut Pizza. And he's standing there with a pizza, and he says, I have your order. And I said, I didn't order a pizza. And he just kind of went, ah. Oh. And I said, I'm so sorry. He said, that's ah, okay. He said, it, it happens sometimes, and, you know, people call in an order, and they either give the wrong address or they're just, you know, just having fun or whatever. And he said, uh, it's okay. And he started turning to walk away, and then he stopped, and he turned back around, and he said, would you like a pizza? And I said, I don't know. What kind is it? And kid you not, he says, it's pepperoni and mushroom. <laughs> I said, I would love it. And uh, I got the pizza and I looked at his name tag as he turned to walk away. And his name was Michael. Now, did God send me a pepperoni and mushroom pizza that night using the archangel Michael as his delivery boy? I really probably don't think that's exactly what happened but maybe. You see, I think that we forget just how much God really does want to bless us and how much joy he really loves bringing to his children. We've been looking at the, the Christmas story, and I want to, I want to look at a, a passage of Scripture from uh, Luke chapter 1. And it's the story of the angel coming to Mary, and I want you to just follow along with me. We'll throw the words up on the screen in front of you, and I'll read it for you. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her, and he said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. 
But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the Holy One who will be born will be called the Son of God. Mary's response, a verse later, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your words to me be fulfilled. Now, when I was walking through this passage and the story again this last week, there were, there were several thoughts that came to mind, and I tried to narrow it down to a few that I, I really thought maybe would be helpful for you to think about this week. The first one is this, uh, is to remember that God's desire has always been to bless us. God's desire has always been to bless us. You know, again, the, the title of the series we're in was called, is called Even, Even Before He Came. And the fact of the matter is that even before Jesus came, God was always blessing. Walk with me through a couple of thoughts through Scripture for a second. Um, Remember when God created man and woman and he placed them in a garden? Remember that? We were created to live in a place called what? Paradise. Paradise. God didn't, God didn't place us in, in, in some junky place. God placed us, he created us to, be, to live in a, in a beautiful place, surrounded by all that we need and, 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 and a wonderful and beautiful place. Eden was looked at as, uh, as, as the perfect place to live. It was really regarded as paradise. That's the kind of blessing that God started us with. But then we sinned. And we went our own way. And even though we sinned and went our own way, God desired to bless us again. So you remember God came to Abraham and he gave us a covenant of blessing with Abraham. Um, you remember when, when God called Abraham to, to leave his father's house and, and, and to follow him where he was going to lead him to the, do this promised land. Do you remember what the Lord said? The Lord told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you. Uh, and I'm going to make your name great. And I'm going to bless everyone who blesses you and anybody who stands against you, I'm going to stand against them. And he said, through you, the entire world will be blessed. Did you hear this? God entered into a covenant of blessing. I'm going to bless you. Make your name great. I'm going to cause you to prosper. I'm going to, I'm going to cause you to, to be a, a blessing to the entire world. And that's a part of when we're celebrating Jesus, exactly God's fulfillment way back at Abraham. But then you remember what happened. God entered into this covenant and did we as God, the people of God, did they keep God's covenant? No. But And as they wandered on, remember the way that God blessed them? Uh, across the years, God protected, guided, uh, provided for them, made them to prosper, and when necessary, he redeemed his people. 
I mean, when I read the, the story through Genesis and Exodus, and you read how again and again God provided for his people, how he protected them against their enemy, how they came to this land that God had promised, and they described it as a, a land that was flowing with milk and honey. It was a, a prosperous land. And, and yet, even though they, they kept going, going off on their own, God kept bringing them back and, and drawing them back. And next week, I'm going to be talking about this whole idea of God's redemption, even through history. God kept redeeming them. His desire was to be for them not against them. And then we come to Jesus. And Jesus was the ultimate sign of God's blessing. You know, how much did God want to bless us? Well, the whole coming of Jesus was all about that, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever would believe in him would not have to perish but have everlasting life. We forget this, the next verse that I, I think is so important. We're going to throw that up on the screen. And wherever you are, would you just read this out loud with me? I think it's just a great verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Do you hear God's intent in this? That God didn't send Jesus to judge the world. Uh, or, or to do, he, he sent Jesus to save the world. He sent Jesus not to tell us how bad we were, but to show us how good we could be through him. That's why when, you know, even though through history people looked at, at God as this fearful judge, they forgot what, what an incredible lover of mankind that he was. Um, you know, even Jesus described his ministry that way. In John 10, 10, again, if you want to read it out loud with me, Jesus said, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Listen to this. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Let me say that again. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Look at me. Make eye contact wherever you are. You got to hear this. God is for you. He's always been for you, even when you haven't realized it. And you've gone through some hard times in your life, and, and you've wondered if God has even existed, but God has always been for you. His desire is for you to have a rich and satisfying life. Um, you know, when I was writing my notes, I, I put this on, uh, on my outline, and I just because I just think this is so important. Jesus didn't uh, just come to save us from our sins. He came to help us find the life we've always wanted. He came to help us find the kind of life that we've always wanted. Now, I just want you to hear my heart today. Even when time began, from the moment that God created us, his desire has always been for us to have joy, to be blessed. And that's God's desire for you. Now, I know it doesn't always seem like it. Um, even if to Mary, you can see her struggle. And so let me give you a couple of other thoughts to kind of think about as we think about this idea of God's blessing and joy. God's hand of blessing is even at work in life's greatest hardships. Think about this. God's hand of blessing is, is, is even at work in life's greatest hardships. Um, you know, when you think about this angel coming to Mary and saying, you know, blessed are you who are 
highly favored. And that's how God thinks of you. You are highly favored. Um, And then all of a sudden he tells Mary, you know, that she is going to give birth to a son. Now, think about the conflicting thoughts that Mary's got. And on the one hand, she's talking to an angel. How incredible is that? She's loved by God. How incredible is that? But all of a sudden, now she realized she has this pregnancy that she's not planning for. And, and you can imagine how her mind is spinning. How do I explain this to Joseph? How do I explain this to my parents? How do I explain this to my friends? How, how do I explain this to people who have watched me grow up? And, and, and again, you, you can just begin to imagine the, the, the struggle that was going on because this thing that on the one hand seemed like a, a blessing of God at the same time appeared like such a great hardship. But it was a blessing. And that hardship became an incredible blessing to Mary. And that's what I want to share with you. There are some of you, I know joy is probably not your word for the season. I know that joy is probably maybe the furthest thing from your mind. You, you've been going through a hard time. You've been going through a health crisis. Uh, you've got loved ones suffering from COVID. You know, some of you have lost your job. Some of you, I know, you're struggling financially. I, I know that there are, are some of you that your marriage is in trouble. You're struggling. You're fighting with each other. You don't know if it's going to hold together. Some of you got other things that are happening around you, and you're, you're thinking, Steve, joy, really? Joy? Yeah, joy. Because I want to tell you that even in the middle of what you think is a hardship, and probably is a hardship, God is working. One of my favorite verses, if you haven't committed this to memory, you need to, is in Romans 8, uh, verse 28, when Paul said, then we know that in all things, say those two words, all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And you know what? Sometimes, even when we, we think, you know, we've encountered some kind of setback, God sometimes calls what we call a setback a stepping stone. (laughs) Think about that for a second. What we call a setback, God calls a stepping stone. You know, I um, I had the privilege when I was in college uh, many years ago to um, listen to a guy preach that really captivated my heart. Um, His name was uh, Paul Smith, and Paul's father uh, was uh, Oswald Smith. And when Oswald, Oswald Smith um, was born in the late 1800s, uh, when he was uh, 16, he got saved and just became on fire for God and developed a, a, an incredible um, evangelistic uh, fervor. I mean, he, he, he just believed that, you know, God wanted to use him to, to reach people around the world. And he developed this incredible heart, particularly for people uh, in other countries and lands where they had never heard uh, the gospel before. And he desperately wanted to be a missionary. The problem was Oswald Smith uh, was, was, had a lot of poor health. He had a lot of different health issues. And every missionary board that he talked to wouldn't support him because he just didn't have the physical stamina to go to a third world country where there was no medical care and no medicine and to be able to survive. And they, they just, they knew he wouldn't survive. And his heart was broken because again, can you can imagine you have this burning in your heart and you think it's of God and yet you can't fulfill it. And Oswald Smith was really struggling. But finally, God kind of broke through 
And Oswald Smith decided then, if I can't, um, if I can't go be a missionary, I can be a champion for missionaries. And Oswald Smith, who was a Canadian, went back to Toronto and they, he, he planted a church called the People's Church. And uh, during the course of his ministry, think about this, um, Oswald Smith uh, ended up at the, in the People's Church. Uh, he ended up going, going on 21 different world tours, promoting missions and recruiting missionaries. His church, People's Church alone, supported 500 missionaries, 500 missionaries out of this one church. Paul, uh, Oswald Smith raised over $14 million through the years uh, for, for missions. In fact, he was the one who actually founded the whole idea of faith promise giving, where people would uh, believe God would lay a number on their heart and they would commit that money to, 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 to missions that God was going to provide it. And uh, he, he um, uh, ended up... At, at, Continuing on, he, he wrote like 1,200 hymns. He authored 35 books. Paul Smith did so much for the kingdom of God, but not in ways that the world expected or not in the ways that he expected. Um, in fact, I love some of my favorite quotes from, from Oswald Smith. Is, uh, he, he sent, he, these were some of the things he said in his messages. One of the things he said is, you must go or send a substitute. In other words, you either, you either have to go be a missionary or you have to sponsor someone to go because the gospel needs to go around the world. He said, if God wills the evangelism of the world, which is what we believe, and you refuse to support mission, you are opposed to the will of God. Let that sink in for just a second. If you believe that God's will is to evangelize the world and yet you refuse to support missions, you are opposing the will of God. That will preach. I love this statement. Paul Smith said this in the chapel that I heard when I was in college. He said, why should anyone hear the gospel twice until everyone has heard it at least once? Why should anyone hear the gospel twice until everyone in the world has heard it at least once? Paul Smith, when he was dealing with his health issues and when he was getting turned down after uh, missionary board, after missionary board, I promise you, he, he probably didn't see that as the hand of God. He probably saw that as the opposition of the enemy. He probably got discouraged. He probably wondered why in the world God would put uh, such a passion in his heart and not fulfill it. And you can imagine he had his heart broke so many times. But yet, out of that hardship, God was at work. And God used Oswald Smith in, uh, in, in just a thousand times over more ways than he would have ever been used by God had he gone to the mission field. Now, just look at me. just want you to hear my heart. I have no idea what you're going through. I have no idea what um, problems you're facing, what struggles you're in. Here's what I can tell you. You can have joy because in all things, God is working for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. Mary didn't think it was a blessing, but it was. Oswald Smith didn't think having health issues was a blessing, but it was. God was working and he's working for you. Let me give you another one. 
small blessings turn out to be a lot bigger than we think. Small blessings can turn out to be um, a lot bigger than we think. Um, you know, when you think about this angel speaking to Mary, the idea of having a child is, is a blessing in and of itself. And I'm sure, you know, when Mary was hearing that she was going to have a kid, I mean, she, you know, she, every, every woman, I think, for the most part, really wants to, to give birth and, and to do that. And, and it was a blessing. But just think about it. Mary had no idea, had no idea what God was going to do through this son. In fact, when you track later in the Gospels, you find Mary and, and some of her other kids coming to get Jesus because when they saw all that he was doing, man, they thought, he, they thought he had lost his mind. This guy thought he was God. Well, he was. You see, Mary thought this was just a small blessing from God, but this small blessing was a lot bigger than he ever dreamed. Mary wasn't just being blessed with a son. She was giving birth to the Savior of the world. Now, sometimes when God is blessing you, you will look at things and think it's not really a big deal. You're kind of maybe kind of happy for it. It may seem like a little token blessing. It may seem like just a little something in your life. But sometimes, I promise you, God is actually using that thing that you think is a small thing in bigger ways than you ever even imagined. Um, I, I love this story uh, I just read not long ago. In, in um, 2012, there was a, um, a woman in Ohio who was, um, she was garage selling, and um, she was going to different garage sales in her town to see what she could find. And she went to this garage sale where they were, they were selling this costume jewelry. And she saw um, a few items that she liked. She kind of liked costume jewelry, and she, she found this um, brooch that was pretty big and gaudy, uh, but she liked it. It just really caught her eye. Throw that picture up for me, John. And uh, this, it had this, this, this beautiful brooch, and she just thought, Ew, it just kind of looks like something churchy. I bet my daughter would like that. And so she bought it. She, they sold it to her. It was eight bucks. And uh, so she brought, bought this brooch, and she gave it to her daughter. And, of course, her daughter looked at it with different eyes than the mother. And the daughter tried to, you know, pretend like she was grateful. And her mom said, you know, I just love this. I just think it'd be something really nice to wear to church. And her daughter's looking at it going, I would never be caught dead out in public with something that big and gaudy, you know, hanging off of me. And so um, when her mother left, she actually just kind of threw it in the bottom of her purse and, you know, never again to, to be thought of. Um, but it was uh, sometime later, uh, she was uh, doing some shopping and she had stopped into um, a jewelry store that she had shopped at. And she was talking to the jeweler about various items. And she thought about that brooch that she had. And she pulled it out, showed it to the jeweler, and just said, you know, my mom got me this. Um, yeah, I know it's costume jewelry, but it's I, been in the bottom of my purse. I want to just make sure, should I put it away? You know, how much might this be worth? And the jeweler starts looking at it, and he takes several moments, and the woman's kind of like, you know, can't you just eyeball the thing? And the jeweler says, ma'am, these are real stones. Uh, those are real diamonds. That is a real emerald. That is a real ruby. And um, this is actually quite valuable. 
And the daughter was stunned. And he, he said, well, how much is it worth? And he said, I, I, I really don't know. So she ended up taking it to an auction house uh, that was kind of specializes in that kind of stuff. They sent that, uh, that brooch away to be evaluated, found out that these, these gems were actually uh, true gems and they were mine cut and had all these expressions I really didn't understand. But it was uh, more of a fairly rare, very expensive brooch that they ended up selling for about $30,000. Let that sink in, $30,000. Backstep with me. Daughter receives a gaudy-looking brooch from her mom. Her mom is trying to, what? Bless her. The daughter takes it, doesn't think too much of it, thankful for the thought, not really impressed by it, an $8 cosmetic jewelry brooch. Turns out to be a $30,000 piece of jewelry. Now, I have no idea what God is up to in your life. I have no idea what doors he may be opening to you, what kind of opportunities he may be laying at your feet, or what God may be blessing you with at this time in your life. But here's what I can tell you. One day, you're going to look back, and you're going to discover something pretty incredible. What you thought was a small blessing turned out to be a lot bigger than you ever imagined. Can you imagine Mary, many, many years later, looking back on her experience Remembering her encounter with the angel and thinking to herself, I had no idea all that my son would be. Let me give you one last thought today, and it's this one. Um, God often offers his blessing to us, but we have to be willing to receive it. God often offers his blessing to us, but we have to be willing to receive it. Jesus came as a blessing to the world, but you know what? Not everyone opened their arms to that blessing of God. In fact, I love the passage from John 1 uh, where John was describing Jesus coming, and he says, he came to his own people, but even they rejected him. Think about that. Came to his own people, the people that God had been trying to bless for centuries, and they rejected him. But for those who opened their arms, for those who were willing to receive, for those who said yes to God and all that he wanted to do, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. He gave the right to become the children of God. Mary opened her life to that angel's blessing. She opened her life to what God wanted to do. And you know what? That made all of the difference. In fact, in my notes, I, I wrote these words. Mary's words when she responded to, to the angel was, I am the Lord's servant. And those words, I am the Lord's servant, allowed her both to receive the blessing of God and to be a blessing to the world. Because not only did Mary get the privilege of giving birth to the Son of God and experiencing all that Jesus did, she became the conduit through which God poured out his blessing on all of us, even till today.
You know, I have a, a granddaughter, um, Jolie, who's uh, 12 now, and she's getting big. Um, Jolie is autistic, and she doesn't, um, even though she's highly functional, she, she doesn't always understand uh, things correctly. Um, uh, for instance, one of the things that she doesn't always get is when she's watching a movie, and she takes the remote for the, 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 the Blu-ray or the video. She wants to point it at the television to get the movie to go backwards or forwards or to play over or whatever she wants to do. And she doesn't understand that the picture that she is seeing is not really where the video is playing from and that she needs to point the remote toward the VCR or toward the, to, to, toward the Blu-ray or toward the video, the CD, DVD player. And... Um, and, 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 and what's interesting is um, often when I'm watching her, she's getting frustrated, and I'll try to, to help her. I say, here, here, let me do that, and she'll, she'll get angry with me. No, 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 you know, and she, she wants to do it herself. And sometimes I've got to wait until she's just so frustrated she can't take it anymore. Then she's willing to give me the remote, and I can help her. Now you get this. My intent is not to interrupt her movie. My intent is not to make life difficult for her. My intent is actually to make life easier for her. I want to bless her. Sometimes she wants to do it herself until she just can't take it anymore. Come on. This is just us. Sometimes that's how we are. God wants to bless you. He wants to give you his heart and his character and his life. God wants to change the way that you're living. He wants to change your, your perspective. And God's got this blessing. He, he wants to pour out. But you know what? You've got to be willing to receive it. God can't change your life until you surrender that life to him to be blessed. God wants to do stuff in your marriage. He, he wants to work between you and your spouse. He, he wants to fix some of these things that are broken. But, but God can't work in your marriage until you surrender that marriage to the hands of God and let him bless it. God can't do the things in our life that he really wants to do and until we lay them before him and open ourselves to the blessing that he wants to pour out. And, and some of us, are we're so frustrated and we're at our wit's end because we want to do it ourselves. And we forget God doesn't want to control us like puppets, but he does want us to surrender to his guidance. Why? Because it's under his guidance and it's under his sovereignty. It's being led by his hand that he can bless us. You know, all you got to do is go through scripture and you'll discover that every single person who tried to do it all on their own ended up in a mess. But when they gave it over to God, and allowed him to lead, even when they went through tough times. God blessed. God loves you more than you could ever imagine. And God wants to do more in your life than you ever thought. 
God wants to give you joy. And this morning, we want to remind you that Rachel is going to, um, to, to sing a song. It's, it's called The Blessing, and it, and it comes from the, the old Hebraic blessing that God told the priest to, to pray over the people. And as she sings this song, and after the song, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a prayer for you. But as she sings this song, I just want you to take a few moments and just open your heart and your life to God. Where is God knocking on the door of your life, wanting to bless you, that you need to open your heart to receive? God didn't send his son into the world to tell you what a mess you are. God sent his son into the world to heal you, to save you, to take the brokenness of your life and put it back together. Let this song be a blessing to you and open your heart and life to the blessing of God. Father, when we, when we read your word, one of the incredible discoveries we make is that even before you came, you wanted to bless us. You did bless us in so many ways. That even from the beginning of time, you have always been a God who is for us and not against us. Lord, when we read this story of Mary, we're reminded today that we too are highly favored by you. That you want to pour out your blessings upon each one of us. And so, Father, I pray today for every single person who's uh, watching this message today, wherever they are that you would speak to them and speak to their heart. You know where it is in their life that you want to pour out your blessing upon them. And, and Lord, you know the ways that they have tried to block that blessing. Father, I pray today. I pray for those who just need a total change of life. Lord, your word says that if we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And today, Lord, if they will just open their hearts to you to receive you as Savior and Lord, Lord, today can be a brand new day and it can be the first day of a new way of life. If any man be in Christ, he is a brand new creation. The old is gone and behold, all things become new. Oh, what love you have lavished upon us that we should be called the children of God. And that's who we really are. Lord, when we receive you, we become the children of God. And I pray for every single person that's praying that prayer today. Lord, I pray for those who, who need your blessing in their marriage, who need your blessing in their home, who, who need your blessing in the way that they live, who, who need your blessings in the things that they're struggling with. Father, I pray that they would open their homes to you, open their hearts to you, open their marriages to you. Lord, that you might do your work in them. Father, I pray particularly today for people who are going through difficult times. I know that there are people who, who have experienced loss during this season. I know there are people who are going through struggles. I know there are many people, Lord, who are finding it difficult to be happy. But I pray that even in the midst of our struggles and our sorrows and our hardship, that we could find joy. Joy is not something from the outside that makes its way in. Joy is something we have on the inside because we have you. 
And so, Father, for those who are struggling today, I pray for your hand upon them. I pray, Lord, that they would see you turning your face towards them, that they would know that no matter what it is that they are going through, I pray today, Lord, that they would feel your blessing upon them. Oh, Father God, thank you. Thank you that you are the God who loved us long before we were ever smart enough to love you. We give you praise today in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the greatest blessing of all. Amen. Amen.